As we approach God's word in scripture, let us approach God with prayer. Let us pray. Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes and open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action and guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your spirit. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the Psalms with Psalm 98. Listen now for what the Spirit has to say to the people. O sing to the Lord a new song, for God has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with lyre and with lyre and with the sound of melody with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, our Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you didn't notice, today is Stewardship Sunday. It is when we dedicate our pledge commitments for the coming year, and our stewardship theme this year is Together for Joy. And to think about stewardship as a practice of our faith, financially as well as with our time and our talents, I want to offer a sermon in three parts. Each part will focus on one word in this phrase, together for joy. So let's begin with part one, together. Being together is something that we long for, not just in pandemic time, but, but we do now recognize the, in new ways just how important it is in our lives to, to be together with one another. And there are so many ways that we come together with one another in our lives. We stand arm in arm on Christmas Eve, candles glowing, singing with hushed voices. We gather together with family and friends, people beloved to us at holiday times around tables, covered with food, prepared with care. There are days when we gather publicly with one another to remember those who have given of themselves so that we can be together. We remember these days like Memorial Day, 
Veterans Day, All Saints Day, 4th of July. And sometimes it's small rituals that bring us together. Walking trails in the park with a dear one, pancakes on Saturday morning in our pajamas, casual Fridays at work, homemade pizzas on Saturdays with the family, reading stories to one another on car trips or before bed, favorite restaurants, summer bike rides, days at the pool, singing in the choir, watching big games with family and with friends. And sometimes what brings us together, though, are the things that that break our hearts. A service to grieve someone that we love. We come together following tragedies because we know we are stronger together. We did it during war times as a nation. We do it together publicly after school shootings or September 11th or Charleston, other events like this that tug at our hearts and our grief. We face our darkest times together. As we live through our celebrations, our, our grief, our relationships, our lives, our faith is at the center of all of this. We live our faith together. We live it as a church. We sing together. We pray for one another. We, we receive the bread and the cup of communion at the table together. We sip coffee and share stories from the week. We serve together, side by side, in our city. Through every part of our lives, we are together with God, and we are together with one another. Whether it's in body, whether it's in spirit. The beauty of all of this is that God is with us, with all of us, through every one of these experiences. God never abandons us. God does not forget us or leave us to face our struggles alone. And we seek to do the same for one another that we know God does with us. Psalm 98 echoes a promise told by the prophet Isaiah in a troubling, difficult, fear-invoking, anxiety-producing time in the life of God's people. And yet... The promise Isaiah names is that God is there doing a new thing. The prophet writes, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? And the psalmist in 98 perceives it and invites us to sing a song of response, a a new song, a song that joins our lives with the life of all of creation And this is an invitation to do so because we are together with God. Why do we sing a new song? 
because God is loving and faithful through every trouble and toil and snare. And so the song we sing when we do it together is a love song. It's a song of grace. It's a song of joy. It's a song of faith. It's a song that we sing with one another. And it's a song we sing to God. And this is what stewardship in the church is all about. I know there there are budgets. There's the impact of ministries, there are goals, there's so many other nuts and bolts and administrative details that we could talk about when we talk about stewardship. But the very heart of stewardship is that we proclaim what God is about, what we know God is about from our scriptures, from our experiences in our own lives. We proclaim that God is for the world, that God is for people, that God is for steadfast love, that God is for walking with us in our hardest times. For God does marvelous things, the psalmist says, and we join in sharing in God's marvelous things. And the ministries of the church tell a story to the world that God is full of grace. And all this is proclaimed when the church says, when the church lives out what we are for, what we are for in our lives of faith. So this leads us to part two, the word for, as in together for joy. The psalmist begins today's psalm saying, O sing to the Lord a new song, for God has done marvelous things. The psalmist makes it clear what God is for God is for steadfast love. God is for people. God is for the life of creation. God is for grace. And if God is for these things, then a question that we ask, that we ask of ourselves and our faith, is what are we for? What as we live our lives of faith, are we for? And it gets personal. What am I for? What are you for? When you give thanks to God, what are you saying that you are for? Our theme says that we are for joy, but we are also for so very much more. What in this vast and beautiful world that God has created are you for? What do you support? What do you give your energy to? What do you put your trust in? What do you want to see happen in this world that God loves so dearly? And why is this what you are for? Now, as a church, as a congregation, we are stewards of what God has given us, and we use it to find ways that we can participate 
in what God is for. And we find this intersection of what God is for and what we are for, and there is this synergy that turns into the ministries of the church. And so this church, Jefferson Avenue Presbyterian Churches, it follows Jesus, is for many things. The ministries of of this church alone communicate so much. It demonstrates so much of what this church is about, what this church is for. The church is for the grace of worship where all people are welcome. It is for the beauty of sacred music, for beauty honors God. It is for gifts of compassion and companions as we grieve because we do need one another. The church is for food security in our city. The church is for a diverse and vibrant welcome. The church is for the education of students in our neighborhood and our city and our church. Our churches for experiences that these students might have in the arts during summertime. The church is for prayer. The church is for a safe place where kids can have recreation in the wintertime. The church is for equality in worship and in leadership. And this church has been for that for a long time, long before the church was given permission to do so. The church is for a community built on loving our neighbor, loving ourselves, loving our God. It is a church that is serving Christ in our city. And if stewardship is about returning to God from what God has given us, I think this congregation has accepted the call, this call to action. A close reflection on what the church is for and what God is for shows a stewardship of a deep and abiding grace through the activity, through the action, through the ministries of the church. The church shares the gift of being together with one another, but also with God and our stewardship. The resources that provide these ministries share this experience not not just with ourselves, but with our neighbors, with people in the city, with our community. Our stewardship is a joyful sharing of God's love whose boundaries don't end with just our close relationships. Our stewardship is a joyful sharing of God's love. So that brings us to part three. Joy. Tusca is not an opera that people would say is a joyful one. Rather, it's actually a tragic one. I'm not much of an opera goer, I'll be honest, but I, I studied for a summer in college in Vienna, in Austria, and an opera is something you do when 
when you are in Vienna. It's a part of the place, it's a part of the people, and as students you can sit outside and people will just give you their tickets when they can't go, and I got great tickets to Tosca. And the opera, it's, it's beautiful. And I went to go see Tosca in all of its glorious high drama. It's a story of love and of intrigue and of betrayal. And Tosca, the main character, she has lost her lover, killed by a firing squad, which is the result of a broken promise. And she throws herself off the parapet of a castle. And in her final aria, she is singing beautifully of meeting her beloved before God. Like I said, this is serious high drama. But when I saw the performance, the audience and I learned a little bit about stagecraft that, let's just say it was unintended. We sat there breathless, listening to this aria, listening to Tosca sing. And then she jumps off that castle wall and the actress falls toward the back of the stage where she lands on a safety trampoline. And then she bounces back up into view above the castle wall. And the audience, once near tears, is erupting in laughter. And the trampoline should have caught Tusca. It should have caught this actress with this beautiful voice. But in this one very unfortunate performance, she is instead catapulted back into view above the castle wall. And it's this strange reminder to me that our weeping can strangely turn to unexpected joy. It's a reminder, this strange moment of opera is a reminder to me that God's goodness does indeed enter into our lives in some of our most difficult and trying moments. It's a reminder that God's joy can carry us through difficulty and it may even surprise us along the way. Anne Lamott writes about joy in her book, Almost Everything. She says, joy is always a surprise and often a decision. Joy is portable. Joy is a habit. And these days, Lamott writes, joy is a radical act. And it can be, can't it? To find joy in the face of challenge, difficulty, and heartache, that joy is a gift. It's a gift from somewhere beyond us. It's something cultivated by being together with one another. It's something that's a gift from God. But that's why we are together. That's why we are a church. That's why we are together with God, together with one another, 
That's why we are for what brings life to our community and to the world, because that is where we experience resurrection. That is we, where we experience the promises of Christ. That's where we experience a love that we cannot define, can hardly understand, but we know it. We know it when we feel it. And in what seems like a contradiction, we can discover a faithful life that is tangled up in even our darkest times. And there we can still experience joy when we are living this faith together. So when we talk about stewardship and generosity as a practice of our faith, we are talking about joining our hearts to God's. And we are talking about joining our voices to God's. We are talking about joining our hands to God's hands. And God works through the church, which is to say that God works through us together. And God is generous toward the world. And God has a mission that is lived through communities of faith that is just like this one and, and through people like you. God is working in you and through you so that God's dream for the world can be real. So when we give, we give knowing that we give together with one another and that we are together with God. We give knowing that what we give faithfully supports the ministries that show the world what God is for. And we give knowing that these ministries invite people to experience a life in Christ, a life that we live together and we live together for joy. So when we give, when we give prayerfully, May that be our stewardship this day, that we live our joy in God together. Amen.